welcome to Strong Words with the In Strong, the entertaining entertainment podcast. I'm your host, Ian Strong, and today I got an episode for you that you've been asking for and wondering when I'm going to do it because I'm assembling the Fab Three together to finally tackle the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Fab Three, of course, consisting of myself, frequent guest, one of my best friends, and most notably, prolific comic book letterer with over 30 years of experience in the business, daunting Dave Sharp, as well as my best friend in the whole world, one half of Awesomely Strong, Captain Awesome Dan Freet. The three of us, with our collective knowledge and experience and fandom of comic book adaptations, are doing what I think is our most ambitious discussion yet, as we break down and individually rank all 23 films from the first three phases of the MCU. We'll talk about what we liked, what we didn't, how they compare with the source material, casting and writing choices, as well as reveal where each movie ranked on our respective lists. And in part one of this two-episode conversation, the conversation's so big we had to do it in two episodes, we're going to break down all the movies in the first two phases, starting from Iron Man and going to Ant-Man with every movie in between. But we don't want the discussion to end with us. Because we know how much you all seem to enjoy these Fab 3 discussions, and that many of you have thoughts, feelings, opinions, or dare I say, strong words about these movies. Well, we, the Fab 3, want to hear from you. Get in touch with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at IanStrongWords, or email us at strongwordspodcast at gmail.com. Assemble your list and send it our way, and you'll be eligible for a gift. Yeah, you heard that right. A gift. A first time here on Strong Words with Ian Strong. A giveaway that I'll give you more information about at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. And let's get into the conversation after I thank my sponsor, Rolling Acre Farms, for making the rest of this episode commercial free. Because if you listen to this show regularly, and I hope you do, then you know that I've been using Rolling Acres' superior-tasting CBD and CBG products before I go to bed to improve my quality of sleep, and that I've also been sharing some really great benefits of their products that would be great for you listening as well. Even if you're a medical or recreational marijuana user, you can still reap the same physical benefits of using Rolling Acre to treat your anxiety, your glaucoma, IBS, gluten allergy, or improve your sleep patterns like I do, or improve your appetite by incorporating it into your regimen in times where you may not feel like getting high. Or, if you have a pet that deals with anxiety or restlessness, Rolling Acre makes two different flavors that they'll love in their state-of-the-art lab right on their farm in my hometown of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And because I'm looking out for you here on the show, I'm giving you the chance to live brighter by getting you access to $10 off your next order simply by using the promo code STRONGWORDS on your next purchase at rolling-acre.com. Just go to rolling-acre.com, shop their selection of 1,000 milligram full-spectrum tinctures, put in the promo code STRONGWORDS at checkout, and get $10 off your order right now. And after you've done that, Please enjoy part one of this two-episode breakdown of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as I transition into the conversation via a little music that I personally recorded myself, like I do every episode.
three, assemble. That was really the best way I could figure out to how to. I wanted to start this thing. I, was, I thought about saying it in the intro and then playing the music, but then I was like, <laughs> but then how am I actually going to say what it is that we're going to say to get started? Whew. Got it. Dave. Yes, sir. You have picked a doozy of a topic <laughs> for us to discuss, but not only is it right up the Fab Three's alley, it's one that was inevitable. We had to do it. We had. We have to do this. Come on, culmination. Well, we got to. I mean, at some point, I know we'll do DC and stuff. But come on, they had this. Yeah. By all arguments, this is a, a slightly better universe at the moment, at least. So. Well, and and we've done enough of these to kind of have like a good sense of like where we all are. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to diving into all 23 movies. That's I almost, too call, many. I almost called them films. It's too many. They're not really films. All 23 <laughs> movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that are part of the first three phases. Now, there's a lot of people that are upset that they're not joining us for this conversation. I know. <laughs> they're not allowed. Wait, well, you come said on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Fab Three episode. It's not a ranking round table. It, yep. And to Phil's point that he made on my second anniversary show, there are no better guys in the history, no Strong Words alums in the history of this show that are more qualified to talk about all 23 of these movies than the three of us sitting at this table so. right here. Yeah, man, nerds. Super nerds. And we, I think we respect each other. Even if we disagree, we respect each other's points of view on on the various things. So. Right, Because, and I think that what... I think that's why our dynamic is so great to talk about stuff of this nature is because we all come at it from different perspectives right. due to how we discovered the material. You worked on the material, yeah. Dave. And but we all love it There's just even for a little bit reasons. of age difference too between us. There's not yeah. a lot, but there but is. That, but which, that, that yeah, helps. It's enough of a span in common. Yeah. And all three of us, which really helps, actually. Yeah. It yeah. does. So I don't want to just spend 10 minutes talking about why we love this stuff before we start getting into all the movies, because then it's going to make it well, for I a 6 Well, I do want to say episode. one thing. And I think oh, you, I'm, I'm going to... Okay. I'm, okay. I would, one thing I would want to say before we start, it would be, I think, but compared to the other ones, all of these are better than almost any of the other movies <laughs> that we have... Except Deadpool? <laughs> okay, okay, right? Except for like one or two <laughs> anomalies like Deadpool, Deadpool 2. Like, you're right. These are better than almost all of those. Well... To a line. I mean, there's one or two. You know Marvel that? Studios also had the advantage of being able to pre-plan out this entire universe. They had all those mistakes to make or watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's fair. And they they meticulously planned this out. I mean, when we're talking about phases, for those of you who aren't aware that are listening to this, wondering how they came up with how they were going to do these movies and when they were going to release them, if you're familiar with the concept of the board that I use to keep track of my shows, that's essentially what Marvel did yeah. for this universe was they said, okay, we're going to have this movie release at this time. It's going to have this person. We're going to we're going to introduce these characters so that three movies down the line, that character that we released, that we introduced three movies ago can have their own standalone movie themselves. And then we'll use that movie to introduce this person so that we can eventually get to this movie so that we can eventually put these two together in this movie like it is the most well thought out meticulous strategic movie making strategy i have ever heard of yeah i mean sure they did a great job doing that i mean obviously the scripts weren't written but they had the whole story line right. just planned out they knew what storyline they wanted to follow and they're like just let's roll and just introduce and as we're getting into the movies especially like the first 5 or 6 we had no idea the universe that they were going to create for the culmination that they ultimately led us to some of us didn't know <laughs> what do you mean did you know from the yeah. yeah pretty much from the start 
Because because there's no other way to go. Like it's the like you're gonna do the Avengers, but they did X Men and the other, and then Sony does Spider Man. So basically, it's the Avengers world, if you will. As Dan's right, there's no other way to go. Like you're gonna, uh, you you're almost gonna, have to do the, have the to Infinity, tell the Infinity yeah. Gauntlet story. Yeah, it was almost yeah. So it, they, I know that that sounds that'll sound. He's right though. Like we we kind of knew where they were going with a lot. We of also it. come from a different background though. Like yeah. we are not TV bound. Like we read I read Infinity Gauntlet when I was a teenager, you know what I mean? So well that that's one of the reasons why I wanted you here is cuz I knew that about you and it it's been great to go to these movies and talk about these movies with you through the last 10 plus years that these movies have been coming out, getting your perspective not just from a fan of the movies, but also of the source material that the movies are based on, which is why I'm, I'm actually going to start with Dave before we get into this list, because I want to know, like, were you still working at Marvel prior to Marvel Studios putting out films? So the first one's Iron Man? Yes, which came out in 2008. I'm still lettering for them, but I'm not on staff at that point. So I think I even got a pass to go see it. But you I did get a pass to go see it because I, I was I was you, I was at your house when you actually got like, them. Oh, in yeah, room. so I think that was and that, but I, I would think that was the last one that they invited me to. Not the, for various reasons. Fine, you can go listen to our, <laughs> but but like that was like, a that long was, time ago. That was a long time ago. ago Seventy four episodes or whatever yeah. ago. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it was. I, I got a ticket to see that one, but I wasn't on staff anymore. Okay. I worked for them until 2010, so mm-hmm. I wasn't bitter about it. <laughs> but you were living you were living here in Pennsylvania. Though, I was here, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I guess before we get into that, I want to I want to talk to Dan a little bit more about the material. Well, Dave probably knows it as well as I well, do. Go for it. Well, well, more. I want to ask you because of the fact that you were reading this stuff as a kid and knew uh, with anticipation some of the things that they were going to do with these movies. I mean, how, how much of this world did you see coming from your experience reading these books growing up and did they meet or exceed your expectations? Well, I think the first thing I need to say is, I mean, the source material is great. There's no way they could have really done the source material in movie form and had it go over in Hollywood. They had to do this meticulous story, right? Where they draw, I mean, just a massive storyline to add all these characters in. There was a ton of characters that are in Infinity, the Infinity Gauntlet saga that are not in the movie. There was some stuff that they did in the movie, like I said, they couldn't really do. They touched on all the really great points, though. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, but the movies are nothing like the storylines. We just kind of, I'm, I'm speaking for Dave, too, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. But we just kind of knew kind of the outward path. That they would take. You know, they always are going to make it Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I thought, I mean, man, for what a meticulous plan they made, they they really pulled it off well. There wasn't a whole lot of, what I, you know, stinkers. Right, right. <laughs> there was, I mean, there's not a movie we, on this list that there, I, there's, that there's I can't watch. There's choices that well, were example, questionable. An example would be, though, for, like we were, so as a, the first movie started, you know, me and Dan, and we had a little bit of internet still, right? So we were able to, and so... Stuff like Thor comes out, and that's an early movie, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you pay attention to that movie, the first that someone breaks into the thing, into the cell room, Thanos' gauntlet is sitting there. 
but you don't see it. You see it for like a second. Mm-hmm. We, afterwards, we're like looking at this stuff like, do you see the gauntlet? All right. Mm-hmm. And so we, so we, and no one else, but you wouldn't know what the gauntlet was. Right. Like there's some gloves sitting there. So stuff like that is where we were like, okay, this is where I, we're going. I didn't even know who Rocket Raccoon was until Dan got him tattooed on his shoulder. <laughs> Fair. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people didn't. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, and a, then once I saw that, then I really started looking into it and I'm like, not only is that a cool ass tattoo, but like, what a cool idea for a tattoo. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. I love Rocket so much. All right. So let's get into this. The first movie comes out in 2008, and the last one we're going to talk about came out in 2019. So in 11 years, we got 23 movies, which is crazy. Too many do. Go over. <laughs> so, Dave. So many. And the way that we're going to do this, like we did with the X-Men movies and like we did with the Spider-Man movies, is we're going to discuss them in order of their theatrical release Comment on them each movie at a time, starting with the first Iron Man in 2008, ending with Spider-Man Far From Home in 2019, which is technically, according to Marvel, the end of the third phase, and talking about every movie in between and where we individually ranked them. So it's not like a ranking roundtable where I asked you guys to submit me your rankings in advance and then I compiled them. We're just going to compare our lists to each other, and we invite you, the listeners, to let us know how you compare your lists to our lists, and as I mentioned in the introduction of this episode, if you get through this entire episode, we will tell you what we want you to do with those lists and how that could be huge for you. So Woo-hoo. stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm preemptively thanking Dan, but we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that it. in a minute. So <laughs> let's dive in. Phase one, movie one. Now, this is obviously not the first movie that had ever come out that was based on a comic book. This is just the first in this world. I mean, not not even the first Marvel movie. Now, it's the first released by Marvel Studios. Blade. Right. (laughs) Great movie, by the way. Yeah. Blade sets the standard for everyone. We we we, People don't talk about it, but Blade sets the first standard. Because the first Blade and second Blade are freaking great movies. And Wesley Snipes was totally he's just, excellent. he's Blade. So yeah. I, I just want to put that out there. But yeah, other than, but, other, but, but. Yeah, because one of the things that we're going to do, I, I assume that we're probably going to get to this someday. But Dan, I think it was you that originally pitched a Fab Three episode idea. And it's talking about perfect castings in comic yeah. book adaptations. So we, we'll get there And then. Blade would be near the top of the yeah, list. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted, that was so just good. a shout out because it sets yeah. the tone for Marvel to make mistakes and, and, mm-hmm. and to learn from their good things too. Right, so. right. Because anyway. they, they had Blade, they had the Spider-Man Sam Raimi trilogy of movies, and then they had the ones that Sony so they put out. Wild, yeah. anyway. And then, they, then the X-Men movies, that which were being put yep. out by Fox there at the time. There were some pretty bad Punisher movies put out. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I like them for what Four. they are, but I mean, they're bad. Let's not forget Fantastic Fours. <laughs> and the Fantastic Four, sure. <laughs> so anyway. I don't, anyway. Hate, I don't hate the first I don't one. hate them either. Whatever. All right. <laughs> it's probably because I just love Jessica Alba so much. <laughs> All right, so movie number one. Yeah, movie number one. Not Jessica Alba, but Iron Man came out in 2008. Oh, yeah. Speaking of perfect castings by Marvel, I mean, this is going to be a, a recurring theme here, but Robert Downey Jr. is fucking Tony Stark, in my mind. I, I don't think there's any other way that they could have picked someone else that could have nailed that role so flawlessly. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's incredible. <laughs> there's no... You can't. You're right. I, it's... It's perfection. Yeah. And not only that, but like, you know, getting introduced to this world by playing Back in Black by ACDC. 
They used ACDC wonderfully in the Iron Man movies. Yes, they did. In in the first two. Number yeah. two, like I, I actually, my, yeah. I have the saw, I have the book that came with it. My my buddy Matt gave me like this book, and it's got the CD and everything. It's really cool. <laughs> going into this movie, I I'm going to show my true Muggle colors in in ways that Dave would describe me <laughs> as we get into these movies because unlike you guys blood, I, blood. I didn't I didn't grow up watch, uh, reading comic books my exposure to these worlds were Saturday morning cartoons and video games yeah, yeah. so Iron Man was not very high on the list of of characters whom I was very well aware of prior to these movies coming out and having said that I was very like I was hooked immediately I don't know if it was just because you know I love this genre of movie. I don't know if it's because of how well Robert Downey Jr. really pulled me into this world immediately or that very first Iron Man suit that he made in that cave and how badass it's, that was. It's everything, man. Yeah. I mean, this movie ultimately is going to rank very high on my list just it because should. of how much I oh, yeah. loved it and it made me go, okay, I'm going to start paying attention to this whole thing. The superhero movies put out by this studio. It, it might, from it here might on be out. amongst the best origin movie. I mean, it's just it's so, my favorite origin. It's movie It's so sure. good. I mean, it really is. I, it, it I, is. There's, um, yeah, it's it sure. got everything, and I and, and I think for me personally, it sets it all. It's you can get don't have to wait to the very end, but like the very end when he comes out and goes. I am Iron Man. Per, that's, the, that's the perfect last. I literally wrote that in my notes. Great ending, perfect last line. It is because, and there's a couple movies do this, okay, where it's like the last line. You're like, holy crap, this is the yeah. best line. Because at, at the end of Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain America says Avengers, and you're expecting him to say assemble, and then it goes in the credits. And, and the, thing, the thing is, too, like, we're everyone, everyone loves Batman, right? So mm -hmm. Tony Stark's kind of like Marvel's Bruce Wayne, right? Mm -hmm. Apparently smarter, and because you can, his stuff can fly, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like and shoot missiles, you know, all kind of crazy stuff. But the difference is, Bruce Wayne's never going to admit he's Batman, right? And so mm -hmm. this one, I think that's almost why they did it at the end. It's like, you know what? I'm not Bruce Wayne. I'm, I'm Tony Stark, and I am like, I'm also Iron Man. So well, like, it breaks that wall, and you made everyone. And the, the way that they, and the way that they set that up, where like they wanted him to go out there and completely deny everything, and he was just like. This. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying Iron everything. Man. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> it also at the very end, the the last scene, like the after credit scene, it, it's uh, I mean, it's Nick, Nick Fury, Fury. Mm -hmm. and he's you know, and then you're like, oh man, something's this is happening. Something's this is happening. Great. And, and, and yeah, something's happening. Yeah. and it's amazing because Nick Fury is a really important character. And, and he's played by Samuel L. Jackson. And for those of us yeah. who were, there were there were different lines of comics. One of them is called the Ultimates. And the Ultimates was like a in the two thousands, and they were trying to get new audience. Like they, are, you know, Marvel DC always like repackage stuff and retell the story. This time they were almost trying to do it like in our modern society. How would these things work, go over? And so it was a more realistic, if, if that makes any sense, approach to telling a story. And they used Nick Fury, like he totally used his license in the in the comic <laughs> book. And so when they when they cast them, we were all like, well, of course, of it's, course, it's, it's Sam Nick Jackson. Fury, yeah. and we don't Sam. care about. There, there are there are a bunch of old heads that are. I'm just going to mention quickly that definitely up, that were upset about it because Nick Fury is supposed to be. <laughs> what's his name from? He like, looks from like Hasselhoff. Actually, he's supposed to be Hasselhoff. Yeah. Who did a really? And he there's a version 
There's a Nick Fury version. It doesn't. It's not terrible. He's it's not t- supposed to be Jules from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> but it works amazing. So, so I, I rank it high on my list. I'm going to give it a six. It's a six on my list. If we're out of the twenty three, it's uh, number, six. number six, which is really high. People, you know what? I have it at number six. It's that. Good. How about that? And I have it at number seven. That's wow. It. See, I'm not ju- just, just, I'm not surprised, mother. The rewatch. The re- <laughs> <I'm surprised. laughs> I am surprised. The reason that I say that is when we did, I, I want to say it was either the X Men movies or the Spider Man movies. I don't remember, but like there was, like there's a part of me that says like because of our different perspectives and going into watching these movies, I expect nobody to ever have the same, even one movie the same as me. So we're trying to approach the like you know, is it. A couple things. Is it well made? Mm-hmm. Does it touch our fan base? Shout and, out to John Favreau who directed exactly, this movie. And, and, is it, and it doesn't fall into tropes. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, look, it's another superhero movie at all. So See, and that's, and that's where some things. of these other later movies are going to fall for me because Absolutely. so much is happening in these universes and then we get another origin story and <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, again, I don't want to know. Yep. Anyway. So, yeah, again, shout out to John Favreau, which at the time, like, I had no idea that this guy could be such a good director and take these universes because he's also responsible for the Mandalorian. Yeah, and yeah, he did yeah. the first two Iron those, Man movies. And those are great. Like, yeah, he's like, really good. It, like to me, it almost forget. Like I don't necessarily like him as Happy Hogan, but I forgive that because he directed these movies. Mm-hmm. Like okay, yeah, you put yourself in this great movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I actually like him as Happy. I, he's you know, grown on me. He's, 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 he's grown on me too. I don't mind him either. His yeah. dynamic, Peter his dynamic yeah. was sexy. I may, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, uh, you said this was at seven. Yeah, and then uh, why? Why is that? Uh, I, I guess we're, we're going to say why is that ranked so high because it's in the top third. Sure, absolutely. Um, first of all, it's I mean. I've always been a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan, even through his rough yeah. stage. Mm-hmm. He, he's incredible. I mean, he was in Chaplin. One Go of watch Chaplin. One of the amazing. craziest, yeah. crazy good movies I've ever seen. Agreed. Back to school. Back to school. <laughs> you know? But he's yeah. so he, good he at back to school, he though. though. He, he is, so, though. <laughs> he's good in everything, even when he was whacked out on stuff. He was. He's just a great actor. Mm-hmm. He is. Coming in and knowing Tony Stark and Iron Man... Iron Man was one of those comics that I acquired from my brother's stack of books. So I was looking at Iron Man comics when I was like four years old. So I always liked the Iron Man suit. I always kind of liked him. And then you get older and you realize that he was a drunk and an abusive <laughs> person. That that aside, uh, yeah, he's just, it was just, you know, from my childhood, of course. For me, it's the perfect, of all the origin stories done, it's, it's, it's the best and, and for sure. And before we get like down the rabbit hole, it's it's believable because it's, mm-hmm. it's believable. Because yeah, from this point on, it starts going, you know, it goes well, sideways. And, and you know? another recurring theme that I'm going to bring up probably multiple times in this is just how great the CGI and the fight coordinations and the, yeah. the action sequences are in these movies. And despite Iron Man now being 13 years old, still holds up. I, it certainly does. There's one thing that, like rewatching it because I haven't seen it for a little while. When I rewatched it just a week ago, was it forgetting that Terrence Howard forgetting played? Forgetting yeah. that Terrence Howard played uh, Rhodes. R- yeah, Rhodes. So it's okay. With, which I don't know. If, I don't know how much you know about that, but I actually looked into it. Do you know why? <laughs> there's, there's a, he wanted more money. He he wanted more money, and he felt like Robert Downey Jr. froze him out. Yeah, despite, there's some really bad feelings over it. Yeah, like <laughs> according to Terrence Howard, because this is his side of the story. He's like, I got an Oscar for Hustle and Flow. He not only that, but <laughs> on. according to him, he's the one that got Robert Downey Jr. 
the, the role, the job, yeah, the I've, job. I've read that. And too. so he thought that he was due more money for the sequel, and felt that Robert Downey Jr. froze him out. And Marvel said, "Well, who the hell are you, Terrence Howard? You're replaceable. Tony Stark isn't. Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man." So yeah, I was hoping that you were going to mention that because if not, I was going to as yeah. well. And the only two things that I also put, I also put on my notes, not just going with the ACDC with the great soundtrack, but they put in a Suicidal Tendency song in that movie. <laughs> they sure did. Institutionalized, which always makes me think of uh, when Beavis and Butthead watched it. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. But, uh, and then the other thing was, uh, how, how do you guys feel about Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts? She's fine. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I always thought she was fine in anything. Is she fine or is she fine? She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. I didn't like it. At the time, it seemed like she she was kind of downing the part and stuff. And, and, yeah, and, but, especially like when that one story came out where she like forgot she was in one of the movies. Yeah, and you're like, ah, come on, I want, I expect more from you, but whatever. I, you know what? Yeah. As a as those actors, I realized some of them drift from set to set. And yeah, you know, and and those movies they're doing. I mean, they come in for 15 minutes and then leave and stuff. So I, I right. I yeah, but if you look at the the very end of the movies, she's like, she's, she's oh, no, very she, good in. She's like, no Brie game. Larson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Once once they can, once they gave her character more depth that's when i started to appreciate yeah, what sure. she brought to the table agreed so now we're, we're anybody else anything else in iron man for no, we, we should we should probably not go that long well on well some of these we're not going to talk as much about but with fair. iron man being so high on our list we can't not mention no no yeah, that's fair like. that's fair so let's get into the second movie which came out the same year as iron man one and that was the incredible hulk starring edward norton so surprisingly, this movie is very difficult to find or stream. And I looked into it. It was because I guess Disney's still really working on trying to get the distribution rights for streaming services and such like that. Like you can't get it anywhere unless you pay to rent it on like Amazon Prime. And they finally got apparently just recently. I'm not finished the lawsuit with um what what's what's his name who plays Bruce Banner and Ed Norton Ed Norton like he yeah. was pissed off about this movie and there were some thing, lingering things and they finally like just this week like Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk going forward period right. there's no going back so but that was a new announcement so I don't right. know if there were some problems Go, going back yeah. and watching it I forgot how good this movie really is obviously I mean this is probably going to be the theme that we talk about in this movie but the recasting of Bruce Banner from Ed Norton to Mark Ruffalo is what's really going to hurt the ultimate ranking of this particular movie but like I forgot especially like the first 30 minutes of that movie is really good okay it to me lately it's it's like a thrill ride that you know I I want out of a Hulk movie it's so much better than the Ang Lee one which we're not really yeah. talking about yeah. so that's fair yeah. and and you got the the great you know we're, we're probably going to not even mention a whole lot of memorable Stan Lee cameos, but there's a good one in this movie. And then you also got the Lou Ferrigno cameo in yeah, this movie, those which are I'm, fun. Re- I'm really happy that me they, too. they I, included I him in there. Um, and listen, for me, it doesn't rank high at all. And I'm a Hulk fan. I'm wearing a Hulk shirt as we as we mm-hmm. speak. So, however, that end battle is phenomenal. I put it's a really good CGI fight the, the for an otherwise the, decent movie. Versus, the, it's not the abomination that we necessarily love and know from our, but he's still, he looks good enough. Tim Roth is amazing. Who doesn't love Tim Roth? He's amazing. Yeah. 
And so the fact that so the, and just the end, the last makes the whole movie like it. Mm-hmm. It kind of dredges for me, but that la the la it's just so good. I, I really love. I like Tim Roth's like his excitement well, about turning into yeah. the apparently. I yeah. just I just read an article on uh, about Tim Roth saying he's going to be in the She Hulk movie. Yep. Oh, and good. Re- and as abomination, and he's going to look more like yep. the original comic version mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. opposed to the. The like almost lizard. skeletal lizard. Well, we have the hero guy. click, and it's like just a big old lizard looking yeah, dude. That's weird. <laughs> well, good. That, that makes me happy to hear because he was one of the main things about the movie that I also really liked. Yeah. So, for those who are unaware, the reason that Ed Norton ended up being recasted is because he was notoriously very difficult to work with on set. But here's where I'm going to kind of side with Ed Norton. I'm not going to completely agree with the, the, the rationale, and I'm not going to completely agree with how he went about it, but I love the fact that the reason he butted heads so much with the makers of the movie is because of how much he loved the source He wanted material. to make it better. He wanted to right. make a I, better movie. He's always got good intentions, but right. again, the good intentions, crap. But but at the same time, as is part of his reputation, Every you, movie can't, he's been on. you can't go into a movie and say, I'm going to rewrite this movie yeah. because I'm the star, yeah. and, uh, and my version is going to be better than the one you came I mean, up American with. American History X. That's, that's not why you were hired, It's not his only sir. mistake where like, he's gotten mm-hmm. people in trouble and everyone hates him. And yeah, he's yeah. A, so he's apparently really hard to work with. Yeah, and which is unfortunate too because there are so many things that he's in that I love. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Dan, where does this ultimately rank on your list out of the 23? This is 20 for me. Okay. So pretty high. Yeah. Um, I Pretty I'm, high. I'm, There's only three movies under it. Flip that. <laughs> it's. I'm looking here at my really? list on you, you my phone. You actually have it like at four or three or four, four or so. No, from the bottom. I meant from the bottom. From, okay, it's good. number twenty. Good. It's my twentieth. Okay, it's my twentieth <laughs> ranked film. Yep. I love the Hulk. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Hulk. I didn't mind the film at all. I think what hurts the most is the recast for me. Yeah. And I didn't even mind Ed Norton as the Hulk. I really. Like Mark Ruffalo better. He became the Hulk for me. But there's lots of, like, Thunderbolt Ross was a good casting. You know, there's just lots of stuff about it. Tim Roth, of course. I forgot Liv Tyler was in that movie. And you're right, uh, guys, when you say that CGI fight at the end is awesome. It is. Hulk smash. Um, Smash. I called it it the collision at Zanzibar. (laughs) But there's, but again, there's probably only three movies that I would watch it ahead of. So. I feel like I ranked this high, higher than I, I'm going to fight with my list so many times while we record this, but I actually had it at 16th, which I think is on the higher end of where it it probably deserves to be. But I think it's because I'm such an Ed Norton mark that it gets like an extra couple of bumps for me because, and, and we'll get into it later. There are some people that are casted in some of these movies that people really love, and I'm just not a fan. And I, I think that that's why this movie ended up being 16 for me, and which I think is probably on the high end. And if I were to restructure my list, it'd probably go down a peg or two. But I'm sticking to it right now because I wrote it in pen. There you go. Dave, where's it at for um, you? I'm right behind Dan with 21. Okay. And I want it to be higher, but it's, I, can't, I just can't. It, and realize it, this because listen, we're talking well, about. I feel 20, that about some other. There's movies. 23 amazing movies here. Like mm-hmm. they really are. There's this part of the. Well, problem. there's 22, and then there's Thor two. Look <laughs> <laughs> well, that right. I know. Spoiler that's, alert. That's coming up. Spoiler alert for my list. Yeah. There's a, to be mine too. I think that we, yeah, we we could probably all say it might be the bottom. I mean, let, we'll get there when we get there. But 
So let's go into what Dave thought was the second movie. Iron Man 2. And that's Iron Man 2. So we already talked about Don Cheadle. Well, we didn't talk about Don Cheadle, but we right. talked about Don Cheadle replacing Terrence and, Howard as Rhodes in the movie. a fine replacement. He's one of those people that grew on me, too. Because in Iron Man 2, he didn't really grow on me. I was confused at first. Yeah. Especially like going back and rewatching it, forgetting that Terrence Howard was in the first one. Because by the time the rest of the movies come out, you know, Don Cheadle is War Machine. He, he's Colonel he, Rhodes. He, he yeah, is War he's Machine. Great. Yeah. yeah. So I put just under a, a, a header, strange cast for Iron Man 2. Because not only do you have the recasting of Rhodes as Don Cheadle, then you have Mickey Rourke coming in to play the heavy. <laughs> And then, yeah, it's weird. Ga- Gary, Shandling. there's apparently there is apparently like 10, 15 minutes of whiplash on the editing floor of him just mugging, like just being whiplash and being really cool. Man, I wish or they would really weird, or at least something. You know, Mickey Rourke's weird. It's a weird. Dude, I wish so. they would have kept that in because I, I do too. There's, there's not a lot about Mickey Rourke's no there's portrayal not, in this movie he that really, I like. He apparently really wanted to do more, but you know, they wanted his butt. <laughs> <laughs> But like you know, uh, uh, another thing that I put down under strange casting was Gary Shandling. I thought was kind of yeah, weird. He was, yeah, he's the beginning and, of and, Hydra, and like right? and, and like I love yeah, Gary totally. Shandling. The Larry Shand- Larry Sanders show is the first like TV show on HBO that I remember watching. Okay, but like he, I don't know what it is. I think it's just he's gotten so much Botox to his face that I don't like. He's, looking a, he's, at he's it. a caricature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. And and I, I almost feel like John Favreau probably put him in that movie because he loved Gary sure. Shandling a long time ago. But. I'll say this though: you get Black Widow. And See, I'm it's... underwhelmed by her introduction in this movie. But she tears Hammer apart. Her she introduction, she her she whips. So she goes down that hallway and just tears everyone up. I remember, and I'm I'm going to say this in the least sexist way possible. I remember the first time I saw her in Iron Man two, and immediately went, "She's now number one on my list of the most beautiful actresses I've ever seen." See. So so she wins. That's what I'm saying. She's amazing. Yeah, she's she's but, high but on my list of beautiful actresses. But that's sure. why it was so underwhelming for me because they introduce her, but they don't really give her character. A no, whole no. Lot so of okay, I'll give you, I'll give you that. So and and not even up into her own movie, she gets no character development. Right. But because like still, she she like takes over as like head of the Avengers. Her, her and you character don't why. right. Her character development literally is she can kick everyone's ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that is. But that said, in Iron Man two, it's it's a highlight of the movie for me. Yeah. So when I watch it again, I'm like cool, it's again. definitely one of the highlights. You know, I, I love that sequence. So I got. It. I have. What are we gonna? I have it at 15. Really? Yeah. I got it all the way down to 21. Okay. Here's why. I really don't like Mickey Rourke in this movie. Okay. I, I think it might have been just because this is the first movie he did after The Wrestler, I which just, I loved him in, and I thought yeah. that this performance was just. Oh, so you know that's fair. He's, he's a low. He's a low point. I don't know if it's his part. I don't know if it's his fault. It's lazy, but you're right. It, it's it's underwhelming. He, he delivers ninety percent of his lines while sitting down. It's underwhelming. Yeah, that's fair. I I just love it. Black Widow. You know, it just starts twerking. The, the universe starts heating up again. You know, so see, like to to me, it, it just felt cringeworthy every time he was on the screen, okay. and then by the time. Sam Rockwell's character got to the end of the movie I got so annoyed by him because he was so campy and over the top I mean at first I liked how over the top he was right but then by the end of the movie you're just you're tired of hearing him talk that's part of the problem by the end of the movie because it takes forever that's a common theme for me with some of these lower movies too Iron Man 2 is too long Iron Man 3 is too long Mm -hmm. but Iron Man 2 is definitely is definitely too long 
They, it's going to be a common theme for me amongst mo- more. I, I am a fan of the War movies. Machine armor, though. That's what makes sure. it for me. Like, I, so Iron it's Patriot. Black Widow, and when he comes out, yeah, it's just I, I love that. You know, I really do. So fair, fair enough. So it's twenty-one for me, and you said sixteen. I did for you. Sixteen F- for you. Fifteen. Fifteen for you. Actually, pretty high. Yeah. Dan, where's it at for you? It's twenty-two. All right, good. I don't feel as bad. Yeah, no, well, listen, that's <laughs> um, and it has not mileage like, may vary. <laughs> listen, I'll say like I absolutely love Robert Downey Jr. in every single one of these movies, but. Uh, I just as high as as close to the top of the list as Iron Man was for me. I think that movie was so good that I was just super underwhelmed by the other two, and they're and they're too long. That's like they liter- lost that's me. literally my final note was. It says it seems like they were trying to do too much with this movie, and in doing so, lost the essence and magic of what made the first one so much fun. Cool. That's literally verbatim what I wrote in my boat in my notes at the bottom. Okay. That's really all I have to say about Iron Man. And that's all I got to say about that. I to say. <laughs> Next, cross the rainbow bridge to Asgard. <laughs> we are going to get into Thor that came out in 2011. Now, this is, again, where my muggle self kind of shows itself. I don't really know that much about Thor prior to these movies coming out. So I went into it with almost like a blank slate of expectations. Having said that, especially the beginning of this movie is visually stunning. The, the rainbow road that uh, they drive on in Mario Kart is, is gorgeous. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Fair enough. But instead of, I don't want to go just go through and introduce every one of these movies and then talk. I, I'll, I'll save my opinions and give the floor to Dan first, just because I picked your name at random. Oh, this go ahead is and talk about Thor. Most, it's funny, uh, this movie and me, because Thor is literally one of my favorite comic book characters has been for a long time i like this movie i think chris hemsworth's awesome as thor um i i like the casting of almost everyone in it that being said it ranks 19th for me okay the reason for that though is not the fact that it's not a good movie but for me i've known these characters so long and origin stories most a lot of the Original origin stories are not going to rank that, you know, close to the top just because they're kind of boring for me personally. That being said, I mean, they introduced all these awesome characters that I had never seen, brought it to life. I love the movie, but I think a lot of times we do, I know you do it, Ian, the same way. You line them up next to other movies. What am I going to watch before? Yeah. And and like literally every movie, with the exception of maybe one or two, depending on the day, I'm not gonna I'm gonna watch before Thor. Yeah, that's literally how I came up with my list. Was I rewatched every one of these movies in sequential order, put them on a note card, and then arranged my note card after watching the movie, like. And, and and I just kept repeating that process. So like this so is the yeah, fourth yeah. card that I put, yeah. and I compared it to the other three. And then as I continued on and on, my origin story with Thor is actually because of Adventures in Babysitting. I don't know if you remember that yeah, movie with Elizabeth Shue. It's got that dude as Thor. That was the first time I ever heard of Thor. The mechanic, yeah, the the car mechanic that he's not, he, he, never he, he wore the helmet and he had he's the kind hammer. Of a jerk the whole time, yeah. And everything. But like, then he fine. fixed the car for free. <laughs> didn't charge him for the tire. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's, yeah, I, it's great. Yeah. That's every. That's a lot of people 
We're like, what is this helmet? And then, like, you know, as comic geeks, we're like, it's well, it's well, because the, the little girl loves because she Thor. loves Thor. She reads mm-hmm. Thor all the time, right? So, like, that was that's a lot of people's first introduction of good. I'm that, not, so, I'm not embarrassed. Thor. I'm not embarrassed at admitting that that's the no, first that's time a, I ever heard of Thor. It's a fun, it's a fun movie. <laughs> I like that movie. It's I still watch movie. it. It's a great. So, movie. where do you guys have it at? So, I actually put 20. it. I put it at fourteen, just because. As far as Thor goes, I was remember I said I went in with like a blank slate of expectations and it kind of blew me away. A lot of it has to do with the superior collection of casting. I mean, how do you go wrong with Anthony Hopkins and Natalie Portman yeah. and Renee Russo? I mean, it, it is just like Oscar winner, Oscar winner, Oscar winner, Oscar right, winner. Right. And then Chris Hemsworth, who I thought like I, I don't think of him as anything but Thor. That's Until he, he plays Hulk Hogan here shortly. <laughs> Yeah, looks good. <laughs> he he's so good as Thor that both of his brothers are famous. It's true. And he confused like and you always go to him first. Is it Liam? Or yeah. is, is it Chris? Is it, yeah, I, I the uh Yeah, we, we need yeah. to add another Chris to the argument of who's the hottest Chris in Hollywood. We don't have enough Chris's. <laughs> um this one is like it's it's a decent I'm I'm with Dan. So I love again the preface everything like by I love these movies because I I feel like I'm dumping on them. But this is not my Thor. Okay, and I'll I'll, read, I'll come back to this on Ragnarok. This is not my Thor. It's great. It's wonderful. It's a ver- It's a really good version of him, but it's not quite my Thor. My my Thor speaks with these and thous, <laughs> and is a bit more. This just is a bit more godly. Okay. Okay. But these aren't really gods, and that's okay. So that's why I can accept that they're space aliens performing as gods to some people. See, and that kind of takes not me. Gods, that kind of takes me out of these, out of the at least the Thor movies, because like I am more of a fan of based in reality type comics. I guess like I will always love Batman more than I love Thor because I think Batman is more like realistic. You It'll know what I mean? In- like to me, I won't be as into the idea of watching aliens fight people. Because they want to either destroy another planet than Earth or destroy Earth. Again, mileage, see, and I would say the exact opposite thing. Okay. Like, I prefer there be powers. Otherwise, like, and I like Iron Man. Iron Man, as we decided to mention before, Iron Man grew on me. Iron Man was not my favorite character, but Robert Downey Jr. made him one of mine. Well, like, so, but, like, but, like even, he doesn't even do anything. Ex- you know, he's, he's just, he's Bruce Wayne with a little bit more money somehow or yeah. something. A little smarter, mm-hmm. <laughs> less less combat skills. Right, I was I, I was about to say he's not a martial. <laughs> but artist. all the way, so he's just a dude. But I get I get that's why people like him though. So yeah. anyway, but well, it just I wanted more for Thor. But Destroyer's awesome. Destroyer it's, was awesome. It's Destroyer is we, awesome. It's everything John Romita Jr. and his, everyone predecessor has drawn him. He's amazing. Yeah. So like those la- again, those last to 10, me that was the best part of the, the whole. The last movie. ten minutes are phenomenal. Yeah, you know, amazing. And you got to love when Thor finally is able to pick up his hammer. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's a great, it's, it's and, a good moment. And we get introduced to Hawkeye, who is just the worst Avenger. And he is. <laughs> he should be. Like, the cool thing is that, like, even in, even when I was as a kid, I was like, he has no powers. But so does Natasha. Natasha right. has no powers, too, but she's, she, somehow that's okay. But she can kick ass. <laughs> they, they establish she can kick mm-hmm. everyone's ass. So right. it doesn't yeah, he's just the worst. I'm I'm glad. Like, we'll get into it when we get into Age of Ultron. But I'm glad funny they acknowledge because, it. Oh, they do. That's yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he literally says we're fighting aliens right now, and I'm shooting a bow and arrow. Like, None of this makes sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I love that they did that. So, he's really good at the bow and arrow. Really so, Dave, good. did you say where this ranked for you? Uh, I'm 20. Okay, low, pretty low. But again, like it's what Dan would say. Like I, I would. You put it on. I was like, oh, can we watch something else? 
Can we watch yeah. like number three? And I'm not even yeah. a fan of number three as much, but like mm-hmm. I like it more than Thor, you know. Anyway. Well, continuing with origin stories, we get our next one also in 2011 when we get introduced to Captain America, the first Avenger, which stars Chris Evans in like his sixth comic book role at this point because yeah. he, he was already... Human Torch. Human Torch in two Fantastic Both Four movies. Uh, the, the the dating one, what's the... Scott Pilgrim. Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim, yeah. yeah. Which he's, he's great. He's, he's hysterical, yeah. You really um, don't know about the League? Yeah, he's... I mean, he's... You know about the League? <laughs> He's phenomenal. I honestly has proven to be this insane, insanely good actor. I mean, yeah, and and honestly, if there was ever like uh, a person who you could picture as playing this guy, Steve Rogers, I mean, he he pretty much like fits the the mold. Like Tony, like like they can't recast these two people ever. It's the, tough. the one the one thing that really kind of took me out of the movie almost instantly. Is how creepy he looked as like a, a yeah. an adult as looking like a twelve year old. Have you seen boy. the what if? I haven't seen that yet. Okay, so like the one of the very first episode I know is you know the Captain America story and how was it Peggy what, Peggy Carter gets yeah. it instead. I mean that's that's the end of the, end of the spoiler. But like he's a dweeb in that. And he's but you got it. You'll love it. But, you'll actually love it. When but you what see I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying visually, seeing the way that they like did he's, his he's face so and his enough. body double and something. like like, <laughs> they it's, draw him it's, like that too. it's really well done. But like it creeps the shit it's a out of weird. me. Yeah, you're like he's, Yo, he's super geek. Yeah, yeah, he's very anorexic looking and like just I don't know. Yeah, yeah. bony and and well, he's supposed to look though. And, yeah. and the the other thing that kind of takes me out of this movie is like obviously this movie needed to be made. You have to introduce Captain America. Yeah, but at this point in the MCU, I'm already burned down on origin stories. Almost. At least, at least it plays differently. At least it's the World War II. There's a different tone. There's a different feel to. It. At least they they were smart enough to do it right and make a different a movie. You know? Yeah, like it it hits all the notes that it's it really, supposed it's a well made movie. Period. Right. And you and you can't go wrong having Hugo weaving as a villain. No, yeah, exactly. You I mean, it, to be fair, it's the Red Skull, and he's iconic. He, yes. he, yeah, he does a great job. Yeah, yeah. and it, this is like like Iron Man. It ends the 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 last sequ- sequence is the greatest part of the movie. So good. So I had I had a date, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you see the middle times we like. And, and, so Nick Fury, you get like more Nick Fury. Like, I, it, like it wasn't. Like, oh man, it's so poignant. The it, whole thing. It wasn't until my rewatching of the movies that I realized how much. Steve stuck to that like theme. That's just yeah, like, like very much his his whole like his whole reason for being is he wants that dance, and to and, the point like all the way to the end game. That's what right? I'm saying. Like, yeah, he ma- like he mentions it in almost like, every movie. Since. This is serious, and, is and I didn't realize that till I rewatched. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew. It, I mean, obviously, it's a very important thing to him because as yep. we, when we get to Endgame, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, but like I didn't realize just like how recurring of a theme that yeah. was going to be throughout the course of all these movies. True. Okay, so uh, I guess. I've got it at 13. I've got it at 16. Okay. I got it at 20. Okay. The reason I put it at 20 was, like I said, I, I was kind of burned out by origin stories at the point at, at, at this point. And, you know, with the exception of how awesome Red Skull looked, I kind of find it to be kind of forgettable. Okay. Especially once we get into all the other Captain America movies. Like, to, to me, this is the worst Captain America movie, I, but I, it had to be made. I love Captain America. We're still early in the slate. And it's the first character with here with powers, like yeah. so. You get Iron Man and Thor. I mean, again, Thor is this weird mm-hmm. alien thing, and you get who's got powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just you know, I think it's a great origins origin it, it just, film. It, it just like so many are ahead of it for me. Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember, believe it or not, the the name of the woman that they chose to to play 
Peggy. But like, I feel like they could have brought in somebody with a little bit more name value. They were, you know, I think they were still not worth. I don't know if they had much money they'd made yet. It's a good. I don't know. I mean, they I brought in Natalie Portman for Thor. I think everything was cast precast before that. Like, like there was already set. That if this if was that's true, be. that's fair, and I'll give them the benefit you know? of the doubt. It's just I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel as emotionally invo- as emotionally invested in her character. Okay, but the reason that movie had to get made is because the next movie brings everybody together in 2012's The Avengers. The first thing I have to mention, the soundtrack has the first Soundgarden song in 15 years. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's not even, I don't even like that Soundgarden song, but it's the first thing they put out. It's not bad, though. It wasn't it's bad. Not, it's not a bad song. I mean, it's still on my iPod, but it was their first new song in 15 years. <laughs> well, so like, no, that's, that's fair. I it's great. That had, had nothing to do with my ranking, but that's, that's and, a cool and, note. And this is the final film of phase one. So all the movies that we talked about up to this point were made with the intention of leading to this movie. Culmination. Culmination. <laughs> this is, um, so I'll, I'll go before. Yep, go ahead. Um, I have this at number two. Really? So just watching, I get all, that. watching all this stuff again, when they are standing, all six of them. And they do that 360 shot. I, I think I wept like a baby. Because <laughs> it was like everything, my entire childhood is on screen. If finally. you're a fan of these movies, that shot is iconic. And done well. Because we had had, again, we, we had the X-Men. We had it. But we're like, now we're like, oh, but they did it right. And even like Cap, even now you almost look at Cap suit and it's still almost cheesy looking. But it's it somehow works mm-hmm. so well. And like, so that moment specifically is worth everything to me. And... The other Avenger, the other movies, starting from this point on almost, a lot of the movies now, and this is a, not a bad thing, but they feel like issues. Okay. Okay, they're comic book issues, which never end. Mm-hmm. Like, the end of every single comic issue, next issue, look out! Comic books are nefarious for being cliffhangers, mm-hmm. every single time. The ones that finish, you're like, oh, bummer. And because you wanted the, the story, no matter, it's like people die, all the stuff happens, but it keeps going and it keeps going. So that's what these are. I, so that, this that's, one, that's the unfortunate wall that movies are put in, in or like encased in because they, they have specifically, so, though, like they have years and years and years and years of stories and storylines and, and source material to draw from, right. but they have to tell one story with this movie. And, and you're right. And then that's why, like, some of the stuff is a breed. Like, we got, for example, as a comic book reader, I got 30 years, 40 years of the vision. Mm-hmm. You guys got, like, you guys were not familiar with him, got, like, kind of an arc. Yeah. And then he's gone, and you're like, you're supposed to care about him. I was like, vision's awesome. So, Dan and I cared about him because we read so much of him in the comics. And so when he came on screen, we already had a love for some of these characters. So you're right. It, some of these suffer, that, but this feels like a complete movie. From yeah. here on out, they start suffering from always an, always an ending. You know, it was like, what? Right. Na- and next, <laughs> you know. Speaking of the ending of that movie, I really felt like disappointed that it like completely rips off Independence Day. <laughs> That's right. Independence Day rips off everything, so that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Independence Day ripped that off from the comic. (laughs) There you go. But because Independence Day came out before the Avengers, I'm saying that they ripped it off. That could be. (laughs) Tony Stark can't pull off the Randy Quaid move. (laughs) (laughs) Right up the middle. I I put in this movie that uh, having Loki as the villain was a really good choice, and oh, yeah. I smash, smash, so great, smash, smash, smash. and I immediately liked how he was able to take some of our allies and immediately turn them against us. Yep, I, I thought that that was a really good uh, writing choice. 
the scene with Natasha in the chair is so badass and so Again, hot. So hot. Black Widow. I could I could watch her fight all day. Black Widow. And we and, should be including Black Widow on this list, but that's that's near the That's either. phase four. I know, but it's not. If it, it fits in with this timeline. But anyway, we'll keep going. Yeah, it does. So <laughs> there, there's so much to like about this movie from a writing standpoint, particularly when we see these characters interact with each other for the first time. Like that first meeting with Cap and Tony is so satisfying. It's great. It's it so really great. is. Uh, yeah. And and I and I really enjoyed Tony's banter with Banner. The the banner banter. Yep. So it's it really is. It's just it's a great movie. It's I, excellent. I love it. I love it. The scenes in the movies in which we're we're getting to watch the Avengers fight each other, I love that because like, you know, it it helps go towards the argument. like everybody always has like their favorites and like who would win in a fight right. between Captain America and Tony Stark or who would win in a fight between, you know, the Hulk and Thor. Thor, yeah. Because, you know, you got these superhumans against gods and you got people with powers against people who shoot arrows. And <laughs> <laughs> But I, I love that dynamic because like I feel like I'm watching a live action video game. Yeah. So, Dave, it ran it number ranked two. number two for you. Yep. Very go, high. Go ahead, Dan. Well, sorry, Dave. Not that okay. high for me. Oh, I know. For me, I have it at where do I have it? Number thirteen. Okay. I love this movie for all the reasons Dave loves it, too. Um, Literally right in the middle. It's right in the middle for a lot of different reasons. And it probably could be 12, to be honest. Maybe even 11. There's I, a bunch, I, I there's have a, it at 11. There's a bunch in the, in the mid, like right around the middle mm-hmm. that could be interchangeable depending on the day. Yeah. I, um, I, I told you guys before we started recording that like 10 through 15 could all interchange. One on of day. my... One of the things I like the least about Avengers... Is the invasions very cool? But like the the bad guys are like the enemies. The, the what are they? The uh, Chitari? Yeah, the Chitare or something. I mean, it could have been. Better. It could have been so much better. Visually, it was it, stunning. But but for me, and he, but here's the big reveal: the very end of the movie, you, see, you finally see Thanos. You see Thanos for the first that, time, that, and that's, that's for me. That's a huge pop for me. That's why, honestly, it, it one of the reasons it crept up so high is like because it, it does set up, it sets everything else up. Finally, finally, we get the real, real, real right. setup. Right, we're gonna get into some real villainy building towards something stuff. Right, like we, you guys we, think we got, we got we all had the, the introductions. Are the done. origins like, are done. Let's and here's get like, into oh, it. here's the Chitauri. Aren't these scary? This is nothing. Yeah, <laughs> this is nothing compared to what you guys got coming. All right, so yeah, Dan, you and I have it right around the middle. I got eleven, you got thirteen. The, oh, the quick note I will make, and I know we got to go. So it would be when Batman, when Superman, I guess it's like the Man of Steel. What's the one where he's fighting Zod and all that? You know, and Bruce Wayne is like reacting to this stuff. At least in the Avengers, like they are, they're they're doing everything they can to not be in the city. They're like, oh my yeah. gosh. Why is it in the city? When I'm, I'm going to bring that up keep later. Keep moving this away as opposed to that's what I think the biggest problem with the Superman movie is like, get out of the city. You're killing yeah. hundreds of thousands of when, people. When we get into Civil War, yeah, I'm going to talk a lot about that. brutal fight <laughs> yeah. in that movie. So, but at least they're aware of it. They're like, okay, we got to we gotta get out of here. We got to stop. Save some people. You guys save these yeah, people. Yeah, we got to save. Anyway. So. Yeah, gotcha. So now we get into phase two, which in 2013... Starting out phase two is the last solo Iron Man movie that we're ever going to get with Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man 3 came out in 2013. First one that wasn't directed by Jon Favreau. And to me, 
right off the bat. Strike one. Starting the movie with Blue by Eiffel 65 instead of ACDC. <laughs> Check against it right away. Boom. Check. Strike one. Strike then you one. get strike two. You get Guy Pierce looking like shy Ronnie doing his best impression of Jim Carrey and Batman Forever. <laughs> Go, yeah, going into, right. Going into the elevator. Like, it, it was almost like uh, Jamie Foxx in Amazing Spider-Man 2 all over again. Yeah. Yep. No, I get it. I, got I mean, you. I, I understand. It's that. exactly what that was. It was, like that, that, it was a trope. Yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about. Here we go. Yeah. Same here's friggin- here's another guy who got And it's sad, down. too, because the character he's playing it's, should be a, a bad agreed, man. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But here goes Jim Carrey as the Riddler again. Or, or right. Whatever. Right. Here we go. And it, like, like, they gave him those weird teeth and that terrible haircut. Yeah. And they, and 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 we, me and Dan talked about this for at, at nauseum at the time when it came out. Like they don't even name his character at the end. Like he's just right. Like, he's just still Doctor So and So, as opposed to like Living Laser. There's just like all these characters they could have given him a name and just a slight tweak and be like, and that would have been enough almost to like rank this higher. Yeah. But, but like the fact that he's just some generic, like give him a name. That's what like that's the biggest problem with Daredevil. You know, with the Ben Affleck movies, like is you got. Bullseye. Okay, the whole time he's like, "Put me in a costume," and they never do. Like, and that's the whole thing. These are these are superhero movies. We want to see. Right. We want to see superhero well, stuff. Well, that's another you know? reason that I have a problem with Iron Man three because there's not a lot of Iron not Man in it. No, in, in fact, no, the, there's not. The best the best sequence in the movie is Tony Stark mm-hmm. breaking into his own lab, not well, see, in armor. See, my favorite parts of the movie are <laughs> his, his, his interaction with the kid. The kid, yeah, okay, sure, sure. And breaking into that news van. But where he like, meets the super fan but as, that has his tattoo. But almost as Tony Stark, <laughs> not as Iron Man. Like these, right. these are still like it's Right. Like, so you it's get really, very little Iron you Man know? in it. So although I, I love like with the it's, it's the end of that one where you get like all the all the that's all the, the armor. That's the coolest yeah, part. Yeah, that's really cool. Like like that's when awesome. like when he's just getting blown out from suit after suit yeah, after suit. That's cool to see. That's cool. very cool. I wanted to rank this lower than Iron Man 2 before I rewatched it. Because my memory of it was so bad due to how poorly they introduced the, the Mandarin. The, the Mandarin. Oh, the Mandarin. Yeah, the, yeah. the Mandarin twist was, was so disappointing. So have either, and I have not seen it. My, I, this is, I, I can't give you a spoiler because I haven't seen it. But have you seen Shang-Chi yet? I haven't. Okay, so apparently... Apparently they try we'll, to rectify We'll get the Mandarin. That. Yeah, the real yeah, because, because I remember going into this and by then I, I did some research... And started familiarizing myself with the source material so that I'm not as much of a muggle as And then as he realized, Dave. oh, there's reasons why we didn't use the real Mandarin. Well, and because and <laughs> I was excited when I found out that the Mandarin was going to be in this because all the things I read about the Mandarin prior to starting to read the source material is that the Mandarin is like the Marvel's Joker yeah. to Tony's Batman. Very powerful. Lots, yeah. And when it turned out to be Ben Kingsley, whom I love Ben Kingsley. Good, good actor. But... When they did that swerve, like for me, I was just like strike three. I'm done. Yeah, no, it's yeah. We all agree. I I, I do at least. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have it at twenty one. Yeah, I, I have it at eighteen, and I think that that's probably higher I'm, than I should have put I'm it. Twenty two. Yeah. Okay, so that's I, next to last. Like like I said, it's it's to me. I like it more than Iron Man two, but that's only because of how much I really despise Rick, Mickey Rourke and Iron Man two. <sighs> Okay. But my that's like, fair. I, like that's I said, like minor side by side. Honestly, that's fair. like I said, when I was originally coming up with this list in my head, this was worse than Iron Man two. But then when I watched them, I was just like, I was more annoyed with Iron Man two than I was Iron Man three by the end. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So let's move forward and talk about another stinker. <laughs> Thor two. Oh man, the dark <laughs> world. 
I'm going to try to say nice things about There's this There's a couple movie. things you can say, actually. Cat Dennings as Darcy is awesome. Always. Yeah, Cat Dennings is always <laughs> I, I awesome. I love her. I love Cat Dennings. <laughs> the post credit scene with Benicio Del Toro as the collector, to me, is the best part of the whole movie. Good stuff. Yeah, it sets up uh, what you need to know next. But I have a question. <laughs> How much of the budget for this movie was put into wardrobe and costuming? All of it. That's it. Because <laughs> they didn't pay a writer. No. no I, f- I feel like I was watching Attack of the Clones meets a Sunday afternoon sci-fi special. I understand why they did what they did with the ether, trying to make it basically an infinity stone, yeah. Yeah. you know, the or what's going to be an infinity stone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of that being said... I mean, the Dark Elves are fine. I actually like the characters from the comics and everything, yeah. but it was way too long. Super you get, long. You get a couple cool interactions with Loki and Thor. Mm-hmm. You get the death of the Ma. Of, uh, that's that's the highlight. And that's the highlight, yeah. where you get all the emotion from that. You do. I, and, I, the break, I, and the breakout scene where, they, where they're getting away, you know, against Odin's wishes. That's really, like, the only good parts of the movie for me. It's tough. I've said this privately to my family, but I've not made the actual arrangements. So I'm putting it here publicly. (laughs) And you guys are my witnesses. If I die before I make arrangements for my service, I want a GD Viking funeral. (laughs) With the whole thing? Put, Put my body on a boat. Take me out to my old grandfather's pond on Wurtsville Road. There are pl- there are states Buddy, that have I'll allowed launch the arrow. There are states that have allowed it. You can launch the arrow. I, I will um, give you the honor. There yes. are. You know, it's interesting because, like, in technically, don't miss. You're not only. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's ways you're supposed to inter a body, et cetera, et cetera, and there there are some states that have accepted the Norse burial and what you're talking about as legit. So. You have to find. I don't know if Pennsylvania does it. They may though. Like they may be one of the states. Push you know? down the Susky and let her rip. <laughs> just like so. Anyway, but yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. But, you guys, you guys now are legally obligated to okay, make that happen. Uh, I'm there. I, so I the, hope so. The de- the death of Frigga yeah. is, is really is really pertinent to this because it does set up Thor and Loki's relationship too. Mm-hmm. It continues it. So like it's important. Like, the so relationship that's, that's the between Thor and Loki, I think, is the most compelling it, part of the movie. I went it back is. and watched it. The interesting thing about this is that like some of this stuff like is worse over time, some of stuff's better. The fact that Loki comes out the this the Marvel show Loki mm-hmm. makes us a little better. Because Tom, because he's so good, he's Loki's so good. Right he's, now, he's, that's he's, where I'm at with my watching. So you just I so haven't enjoy, watched Loki's Loki so yet. Enjoy, Loki's so really good, but it's the next thing on it's, my list. It's different, you know, but it's just so good. Because and so it, it adds. That said, twenty three, twenty three for me. There's, there's no way, even though no matter how good Loki is, twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, this, really. All three of us agree. It twenty three. It yeah. you know. I I saw a tweet once where somebody was ranking all of the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the tweet literally was numbered one through twenty three, and it said. One word apiece. You cannot rate these movies. They are all masterpieces. You can you can't mess with perfection. And then twenty three, the Dark World. <laughs> close. That's close. And again, it's the... really tough to say that because Thor is such a prominent we character wanted, for me. Do we I wanted want to, to be love so it. Oh, and yes. like and like Natalie wanna... Portman really phoned it in. That's that's another reason why I felt like I was watching Attack yeah. of the Clones. 
I know. Because, you know, Hayden Christensen phoned it in every scene can with she her. Act? I mean, I've seen it. She's Black Swan, right? Yeah, she won, a, she won an Oscar for that. That's what I'm saying. Like, she can act. Yeah. <laughs> when she wants to. Like, there you go, right? Have, you, have, you, have you seen problem. Your Highness? She's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, James Franco didn't even see Your Highness. <laughs> but he wanted to make Your Highness, too. <laughs> All right, before we get completely off tangent talking about a movie that we all obviously did not like. So let's get into, now, in my opinion, this is when it starts getting good. Because we get Captain America, the Winter Soldier in 2014. Which, in my opinion, and I wrote this down, at this point, the best movie in the MCU that they made at this point. Because, and Dan, I know you're probably going to agree with me here. This isn't just a great superhero movie. No, it's just a great movie. Just a great... It's a great action movie. Mm-hmm. There's so much to love about this movie. I love Anthony Mackie as Falcon. I think getting George St. Pierre was a great move, because that dude is a legit <laughs> as, badass. As about... Batrock the Leaper. Yeah, Batrock the Leaper. And we, that's, but that's the kind of... The, the quick note, that's the kind of stuff that makes us so excited, because... He's not supposed to be anything that what he was. Captain kicks his butt. Done. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Right. Thank you. And I'm glad. Thank it, you. And I'm glad it was. It was a much more enjoyable fight than any fight I've ever watched GSP actually fight because he just ground and pounds you for five rounds and never actually tries to win. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I love this movie so much, outside of it just being an excellent, excellent movie, is. I read all the Ed Brubaker stuff, mm. and it is all the Winter Soldier. On point. On point. And they, this movie is very close in a lot of ways to the source material from Ed Brubaker, and it is some of the best comic books I've ever read. So this movie, well, I'll just get into it. It's number four for me. It's, it's number five for me. Yeah. So I hate Bucky, and this is number one for me. This is number one for you. I, I get that. It could, okay. It could easily. I'm going to give you some extra jump. time once Dan's. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. No, I was just going to say, um, the Winter Soldier, for me, like as far as like actual comic book characters, he he ranks super high because a lot of people don't like Bucky. I mean, what's to like about Bucky? He was Cap's sidekick, mm-hmm. but to all you know, just the brainwashing and and the whole story is incredible. And in the books, it I honestly leads up to. Steve Rogers' death. Yeah. The death of yeah. Captain America in the books. And it's just like heartbreaking for comic book fans and sure. people who love love Steve, you know. Specifically um, Steve, yeah. I mean, I have a few ahead of it, and there's I can give you all the reasons then, but mm-hmm. this is all this is nearly a perfect movie. The fight choreographies are amazing. Again, going back to what we were saying before about Black Widow, I could watch her fight scenes all day. You can't you can't get better than okay, fellas. I'm gonna I'm gonna give anyone a chance to get off the elevator now. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And you know you're like I I'm getting off the elevator. Yeah, I mean, you're smart. You're getting off. The- <laughs> you know, and and the best part too, like this is cro- that's crossbones. Grillo. Yeah. Okay, and mm-hmm. so again, we don't. I, I wish they named him like we got Batroc named. Right. Crossbones doesn't really ever get named, but that's crossbones, and he's he's really good. He's really I, when, good. When we when we get to Captain America: Civil War, where we actually get to see him as Crossbones, as crossbones I'll give you right. more opinion. So on I that. just I just love the fact that he's he's that that's the elevator sequence is like you could I could watch that all day long almost. There, there's so much action in this movie. The fight choreographies again are amazing. 
And 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 as I said, he made me care about Bucky. He made mm-hmm. me care about a character. He's supposed to be dead. There were edicts at Marvel for decades. I need everyone to understand that Bucky was never supposed to come back to life. So the fact that he did upset a lot of us. But they did it so well. Yeah, once you actually read the story arc, you're like, <laughs> okay, this you're like, is all right. amazing. Like, but you know, as I've told people, it's like I got, for, for example, friends that I hate hate zombies. Period, because of the oversaturation. It's like you don't hate the oversaturation. You hate that it's been done poorly. If you do something well, and it, it, it this is, is you did this well. You took Bucky and you made him awesome. You somehow made him care. We care about him. Care about him being brainwashed. You made me care about everything. And I really was a hard sell for that. So the fact that you know, and he and it comes out being and you and you also get the amazing Nick Fury's death swerve, amazing, which was very well, really, done. really well done. And and uh, you know, my favorite part about that was yeah, his headstone. <laughs> The Path of the Righteous Man, Ezekiel 25, He's got it right on there, right? Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> it sure does. I forgot that about that. That is great. And so, quick note for me, like, you know, one of the reasons Avengers, these are, I, these are the comic books I read. I read Hulk, but then secondary was the Avengers. It was team books. But Cap is always, it's like Hulk and then Cap. So I got to love, I, it's so good. Chris Evans just is brilliant in this. Yeah. Everything about this, I, I can't say anything bad. I, I really can't. This so. is the Captain America movie that we wanted after we saw the first one, in it's my fair. opinion. No, that's fair. I agree. It's, it's amazing. All right. So moving on, I'm actually really surprised you put that number one, but that doesn't mean that I would disagree with it. Right. I mean, because it's, it's all it's in it's high on the it's list. all in our top five. It, has, it should be high on everyone's list. Yeah. What was it for you, Ian? It was five. Five. Yeah. So it's that's still really high on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These all these movies are amazing. Now, now there. <laughs> I got four movies ahead of this that I will admit right now when we get to them are probably not as good as this movie. And two of them but, aren't, aren't even movies as we talked about. But, but, I, <laughs> but I love this movie specifically that so much that if it wasn't for these other movies where we'll get to my numbers one, two, three, and four, it could be up there. It's just... Yeah, okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Let's talk about the 10th movie. We're not even halfway yet. Let's talk about the 10th movie. Oh, my gosh. We're not. <laughs> Let's talk about the 10th movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out, to 2000, came out in 2014. Uh, now, again, I'm going to give Dan extra time here because I know he's going to want it. But for a muggle like myself, I'm going to keep using that word and staring bullets at you, Dave. <laughs> muggle. <laughs> Beyond the cast. How is that Braves game, muggle? <laughs> Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking kidding. about that. Sorry. This is all getting edited out. <laughs> Beyond the cast, the trailers, the soundtrack, and the ties to the MCU, there really wasn't much reason to get excited for this movie prior to its release as a muggle. Oh, listen, me, I, I, I knew these characters and I wasn't excited. Dan was like, no, Dave's going to be great. Dan, Dan was the one who told me, he's like, trust me, it's going to be great. And it blows away any expectation. Dan was right. Easily, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting- surprised for you too because with the casting of uh, of Chris Pratt and you being such a big Parks and Rec fan, that surprised well, me. Well, I mean, that, that first trailer where he does the uh, the little fake jack-in-the-box and brings his middle finger up. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember watching that first trailer and going, I'm going to love this movie. <laughs> and, and, I, and I forgot going into it, it it's a James Gunn movie. Yeah. James Gunn doesn't make bad movies. It's hard-pressed to find one. Yeah. 
I mean, even the Belco experiment, I liked it. See, it's it's still okay, right? Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's still at all. watchable. Yeah, it's not rewatchable. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's it's good for a watch. I mean, Slither's one of my favorite horror comedies Slither's, ever made. Oh, we've discussed that. Uh, Slither's, Slither's awesome. awesome. I love so Slither. gross, <laughs> so gross, and so good. <laughs> but J- like James Gunn does not make a bad movie, and. Again, you know, what really sold this, I think, to the general audience was just this really weird soundtrack that they decided to throw on this movie that really helped connect with audiences and made them want to go see it. And then putting somebody who at the time, maybe not so much anymore, was so likable as Chris Pratt. And then you also get, you know, a little bit of wrestling fan crossover by having Dave Batista play Drax the Destroyer. Somehow brilliantly. Amazing. Who could have known that he would have been so good at Seriously. this role? I was wondering who was going to play him, and then I was I like, know. oh, Batista's going to be Drax. I was like, well, hopefully and in, Batista in two, can act. In 2014, we didn't see much of him as an actor. No. Now it's like, I can't think of anybody else being Drax. He's perfect. They, they, they have He's re- on the Hulu commercial they as have a fisherman right now. now. They have recast him for the future, though. We'll, like he, we'll, we'll, we'll get yeah, to that. Unfortunately. But, yeah. But... There's there's just so much to love about this movie, and I think the thing that James Gunn does so amazingly well is is make these movies fun and rewatchable. Yep. Because if I was to come up with one complaint about the movie, and this isn't even much of a comp- of a complaint, actually I got two. <laughs> I thought I thought Ronan was kind of a weak villain in this movie. I I don't, I don't think they gave us much reason to think that he could defeat the team together. It seemed like he was just Thanos' lackey. I love this opinion. When he first shows up, I was like, who is... I knew it was... Ro- like, he yeah, looked we're from, cool. We're familiar with Ronan, so like we were really happy to see... Like Again, this I'm, is one I'm of these... Talking about, I'm talking about the way he was portrayed in this movie. I just I loved it. I, I just liked it. Like, they slapped the makeup on him, and they put the thing on him, and he comes out like, oh, oh you know, like there's this big holy perce- or unholy procession or something. Well, and, and another great thing that this movie does is make it so important for the development of the rest of the movies later by incorporating parts like Infinity Stones in the movie that become so plot-centric to the rest of the MCU. But the only other complaint I was really going to make, and the only reason I'm making it is because my introduction to Rocket was because of you before the movie even came out, and then I got to read a whole bunch of shit. And I was like, man, I really wish he could be as foul-mouthed in the movie as he was in the comic. <laughs> yeah, that would be hard. He curses nonstop. Yeah, but you nonstop. It'd be like having I mean, a Negan raccoon I was literally, I was literally going to make that... It would be. He is kind of like doing a lot of mumbling though and stuff. Like you can, you can, you can hear it. (laughs) If if Negan was a genetically modified raccoon in space, (laughs) 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 but uh, was but uh, what's his name does a good job of of voicing him. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper surprisingly really good. So I, yeah, and in my and in my opinion, it is the best Vin Diesel role ever. It's the best (laughs) acting he's ever done. That's <laughs> so unfair, but but maybe true. So I put this at number four, just ahead of Winter Soldier, just because of the rewatchability of this movie to me compared to that one. Because I don't want to go backwards here, but the only thing that really takes me out of Captain America: The Winter Soldier is there are parts of the Hydra Shield dynamic that kind of drag on a little bit for me. You're wrong, but that's okay. 
<laughs> I, I understand it's integral. No, no, it's, that's fair. I'm, I got this it's, number. It's, it's essential to the storytelling. Listen, this is movie. a high. This movie's it's number three for me. It's amazing. It's it's, it's great. It's unbelievable. And, and, and if, it, it, I like I like introducing it to people because they're expecting Spider Man and Cap and all these other things, and you give them this, and then halfway through they're like, "This is this is great." It was one of the first. It was actually, I believe, the first. MCU movie that I watched with my wife Peach. Yeah, and it turned her into a super MCU fan. Awesome, yeah, because it's because it's just good movie. It's just such yeah. a good movie, and you have it what? Huh, it's my number one. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be hundred percent. I knew it was. Gonna be. He has a rocket raccoon tattoo. I do, and I and I've had it, and you've had it way before, way longer than before the movie was out. Years before, actually. So, so Dan, get into it. Tell us why it's your number one. Well, like I said, I started I started reading these. You know, you have your comic books based in re, based in reality, but based on Earth and on the planet Earth and worldly things. And I've always been a fan of supernatural and cosmic uh, the the cosmic universe within Marvel. So I had been reading Guardians books. Jeez, um, man. I mean, really young, <laughs> really young. And I just, I knew these characters and I heard Guardians of the Galaxy's coming out and I went ballistic. I was like, you've got to be kidding. And then I was like, oh my God, can they make this movie? You know, can they make it right? And then you see the trailer. And for me, I was like, I mean, I almost I'm, cried at the trailer. I'm going to put it, so I'm going to put it this way. Happy. <laughs> I, w- I remember the day the trailer got dropped because we were working together that day. I don't, oh, yeah. know if, I don't know if you remember. It was at the Pittsburgh base. We were working together. I don't remember it, but... I remember because... Okay, we've been friends for a very long time. Oh, yeah. I'm not criticizing your personality by saying this, but you're not always the most excited. I had never seen you more excited in the entire tenure of our friendship than watching you watch that trailer for the first time. <laughs> That's funny you say that. Yeah, I was I was very excited. Um... Also, like small tear for real, yeah, small tear. Rocket raccoon is, you know, when you're young, a raccoon, a genetically altered raccoon in space is awesome. Who drops f bombs like Who, crazy? He didn't though. He wasn't quite as bad. No, the more I'm, you know, exa- the I'm more exaggerating, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I just when you're young, you just like it. He's just a space raccoon. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> Who loves guns. Right and and Drax, you know, like old Drax, he's kind mm-hmm. of he's kind of almost a uh, clownish figure. That that's going to be one of my complaints about the sequel is how how much he became a comic relief character. Well, I'm just saying his his actual look from the comic books as opposed yeah. to now, but they really did and the a few a few years right before they came out with Guardians, they put out an Annihilation series, which was a whole big cosmic thing and the guardians of the galaxy was a central part of it had thanos in in it and annihilus actually but it was this epic thing and it really brought these characters who hadn't been used in a while back to like life and just an excellent excellent read for anybody who actually likes comic books annihilation i i have a question and i was going to save this for Guardians 2, but I'll ask it now because it does apply to both movies. It's a genuine question because I'm not as familiar with the source material, but is there a romantic relationship in the books between Gamora and Peter Quill? Or is that something that was made just for the movie? No, they've had a relationship off and on, but Gamora's had relationships with a ton of space people. So the, some <laughs> of these characters have been around longer than others, and 
this is a different iteration iteration of this team than when I worked at Marvel. This this was far, far from Guardians. Guardian it was like Yondu was a main character mm-hmm. with a. If you see in a second movie, we'll get to it. He's got a, like a big mohawk mm-hmm. and the card and it's Michael Rooker and and That's exactly. So but in is. in the comic that he was an original Guardian and there were and they were and Star Lord was on, but Star Lord was not what he is in this iteration. So this one, what Dan's talking about is really only like 20 years old as opposed to, but the characters themselves have been around for forever. They just happen to throw them together. And Groot, for example, there used to be comics called um, Where Monsters Dwell. And they would be these big giant monsters. They would come out and destroy the like cities and stuff. Groot was one of those. He's like like a mole man kind of monster. And so it was interesting. They totally changed him, like in yeah, a good now way. Now he's a prince. Yeah, now a totally different character now, but in a good way. I don't mean that. In a, like none of that's to say anything bad. Like, but this is a this is not your granddad's Guardians. Like this is actually a new take on Guardians for us comic book readers of the older set. So, but anyway, but yeah, I, I great movie, great yeah, movie. I totally agree, D- Dave. Where, where was this for you? Three, three. Yeah. So we all have it in our top four. And it's got this the the, the, the ending with Groot. It's, and he, and he, when he finally says, we are Groot, mm-hmm. come on, oh, man. you got to cry. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, tear. it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, you have this big buildup, and you're, like, expecting something crazy to happen. And here comes Peter Quill. <laughs> dance off, bro. We're going to have a dance off, bro. <laughs> and you're like... This you don't is want so, it? Take is, it back. Yeah, this is so out of left field, you're thinking, and, and you're like... What are you doing, fool? And you and then you realize, you're like, oh, it's just this great distraction. And he even says, like, you're distracting you, you big idiot. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. so great. Um, but, you know, you wouldn't think that the, the culmination <laughs> of the movie <laughs> would come off. around to a dance-off, Good and stuff. it'd still be pertinent and awesome. Good like, stuff. it's really well done. You know what else is awesome we forgot to mention? John C. Riley. <laughs> yeah, Novacore. I mean, he's he's not that important, but like every scene he's in, I love because he's freaking John if we C. Were, if we had For your the time, health. and we were like, gonna, For gonna, your if health. we were going to tend to spend time on these movies. Like, we, those were some of the things that we would get into mm-hmm. because some of that stuff I don't know if I like or as much as what. It, but it's still but the fact that it's in there. It's yeah. just so good. So, all right, so let's talk about the second Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, which I already like right off the bat. I have a problem with the name of this movie because the age of Ultron was two days. How do you have an age of Ultron? Like he literally became Ultron and then they ripped his heart out two days later. It's from an old comic series. I I know, but why call it that? I had high expectations for this and it it misses the mark. It Um, does. You know, Um, one of the greatest relaunches like in like 1990 plus like Avengers relaunch and they get. Uh, it's just the most amazing artist on it, and like and it's just so good, and it's, it's going and it's going, and they get to, they spend like two issues of the whole Avengers fighting Ultron, and they're fi- at the last they finally beat one of them, they beat him, and they're like, ah, oh, that was I can't believe it, I need a week off, and then they turn the page, and there's like a, there's an army of them, so I was expecting that, and and you kind of get that at the very end, they're like, okay, they they beat one, and then all of a sudden like a thousand show up, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, what are we gonna do? So you kind of get that, pay- but it's just it's not the quite the same payoff, right? Um, it, it almost seems like that this movie was made to set up for more movies. It's nothing but a setup movie. Yeah, it's, it's a complete setup movie. It's yep. a setup movie. Yeah, it's okay, 
because some cool. Well, they need some way to bring to right. start the Sokovia. And, it's, and, and, I, and I don't mind to be stuff. fair. Like we talk about, this is an issue. This mm-hmm. is like issue number two. There's mm-hmm. just no way about it. And I don't mind that because we're we're comic book fans, so I don't mind that. A lot of stuff happens in this movie, though. I mean, we get you get Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver real mm-hmm. quick, and Quicksilver then dies. Yeah, I mean that's that's crazy. And that's just to prove a point to to uh, <laughs> the Fox, Fox. <laughs> it's just yeah. ridiculous, right? But Scarlet Witch becomes an endearing character, and all the Quicksilver scenes in X Men movies well, are better than the ones. And in this you know, movie. like uh, the one thing about this movie that is all right is the fact that you know you get like Jarvis turning into. I wrote, I wrote that down. Having Paul Bettany, who was the voice really of helped. Jarvis the whole time, actually be the actor it's who wonderful. plays Vision. It's smart. And he's, and, he's one, and he's great. He's so good. So, mm-hmm. um, One note, I think that, isn't this where we get the ending with Thanos? I th- it's not until this one where Thanos says, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, and, I'll have and to you take see, care of you this actually myself. See him and he, for the first and, well, he goes and he grabs the glove, puts his hand in the glove. So the end, so the end the sequence fir- is really the, good. It's the first time you, you see, see the gauntlet. Not the first time you see Thanos. So you see the, but you do you see, see the gauntlet earlier, but that's a, but only well, you if you're see looking it for in it. Thor, right? Mm-hmm. Only if you're looking for it. So right. they don't they don't show it real fast. Well, really I mean, because Thanos was in Guardians. Okay, some of my notes had like this is the first time he's like you see him and he talks and he actually has, he interacts. So maybe that's okay. Yeah, because he thinking. he had a bunch of interactions with Ronan in Guardians. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 That's true. Okay. One of, the, one of the things I wanted to point out here was, you know that scene in the first Avengers movie where they do that 360 and, and Dave, you love that so much? I loved in the very opening sequence when all of the it's Avengers amazing. are rushing forward and then you slow get that motion. one slow motion shot of all of them in the screen together. You, That's one of my favorite moments in the entire MCU. And there's a quick breakaway. Have you seen Snyderverse Justice League? Yeah. So the entire movie is that. Yeah. Right? Which I love, by the way. <laughs> so like, I don't care what anyone says. I love it because it feels like like each time you're like, here's a here's a here's a page spread. Mm-hmm. So for us a comic book fan, it feels like you're opening a comic and you go, boom, here's a, here's your double page spread. Yeah, that age of yeah. Ultron spread where they're all coming so in. So good, is right? You're like, one yeah. of the best scenes. And you get sure. it right away. You get like the first ten, first five minutes. It is like, kind of weird to imagine a, a spread Ultron. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> Speaking of which, why the hell isn't James Spader a voice actor for fucking everything? Because he is awesome. He's just so good. I well, mean, he, I feel like he was kind of wasted here, but like something about his voice. But at least he's really good. His timing. He at least helps elevate Ultron, which is a boring villain. You know? Right. It's but just but a like robot. the the amount of like swag that yeah. oozes from I think every he, word again, he, he says. Anim- he somehow animates a. a a meh villain, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so really cool. Like, to me, the most captivating part of Ultron was James Spader's voice. Okay. Sure. Because there really wasn't a whole lot to really pay attention to otherwise. No. Because it just kind of felt I, like... I still really like it. I I gave it... I, I put it 15. Okay. So Which is pretty high. But again, now these are starting... The movies themselves are getting better, or the production right. values are now mm-hmm. starting to go crazy at this point. So, yeah, to me, this just kind of seems like the forgotten Avengers movie. Like a it bunch is. of stuff happens, like character intros and main yep. story, but it's not really all that memorable. Yep. And for that reason, I put it at nineteen. Yeah, that's fair. And I have it at eighteen. Okay, so we're we're all around the same page. So let's lighten it up a little bit and talk about Ant Man, <laughs> which came out in two thousand fifteen. Is there any movie in the MCU that should have failed more and didn't than this movie? Yeah, that's that might 
because like for there's really no reason why a standalone Ant-Man movie should be as enjoyable as this movie was. I have it at 14. Kind of middling. I have this at 9. But well, this could be at 9. Like there's a that whole section mm-hmm. right there, it could be. Um but Paul Rudd is like literally one of my favorite people on earth. I think Regar- he's, I think he's everybody's favorite person. It's like Tom Hanks, Paul Rudd, Billy Gibbons, everybody else. Um, and I can't. What, what's his? He does seem like. What's he could his hang partner's out. name? Michael Pena. Michael Pena is Michael so Pena good in these movies. So funny. He is. I mean, that dude. He's like he he's not just a national treasure. He's a continental treasure. I don't know if anybody's ever said that about anybody. I'm saying it right here. Strong words with Ian Strong. He's a continental treasure. Because those scenes in which, like, he's explaining what happens and everything's going really fast, right? And then everybody's, like, limp-sicking everything that he's saying as he's saying it. So enjoyable to watch and rewatch. And, like, and, and I, it just goes right on par with everything that there is to love about this movie. Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas is awesome in this movie. What I like about the fact that the MCU did this, um, I don't know how you'll feel about it, Dave, but I like that they did make it not be Hank Pym as Ant-Man in no, these we, movies. We because, agree with yeah. because, I mean, Hank Pym as a character is a terrible human being. In the comic books, he he was a, a drunk. He's a wife beater. He was mm-hmm. a wife beater. Which is a really, really hard like it, and and like I mean, legitimately almost yeah, the Avengers kills, are like, dude, you almost beat, kills you her. beat Scarlet, um, you beat Wasp like almost to death. Yeah, and in the Ultimate version, it's even worse. It's like he has a bunch of wasps, worse. a bunch of ants like rape her. I mean, uh, it's I mean, it's it's really bad. Now, granted, it's the Pym particles have messed his mind up. Like so, again, there's no there's no excuse, you know. But he's a reprehensible. He's they turned him into a reprehensible character. So this one at least. So they, don't have they to, made it Scott Lang, yeah, who, and I, I agree. which they which should've. is in, in the comics is a much light, more lighthearted character. Paul Rudd's perfect. Yeah. It, yeah. Like when you come to castings, like, yeah, he is. You couldn't have cast Scott Lang any better mm-hmm. than Paul Rudd. I don't think anybody could have carried this movie better than he did. Probably right on that. There's a lot. Of, most most actors. Were You're not going to find anybody working at Baskin Robbins to do a better job. They don't play. <laughs> Even <if it's, laughs> they always find out. Even bro. especially once he puts a suit on too, he looks good in the suit. Yeah, he's like, okay, he looks all right. He looks he looks good. And, and at the time, and he's he has like some his... great. Uh, the character itself has some great moments throughout other films too. He does. Yeah. He does. He's, and, and he at the time, he's like, Civil War, and at the know? time, he's like yeah. in his mid forties, but he still looks like he's in his early thirties. <laughs> <Still, yeah. laughs> Yeah, yep. there, there's there's a lot to love about this movie. I, w- I wasn't exactly sold on the guy that played the Yellow Jacket, but I like it was Yellow Jacket. I, but, love, I, I love the character. Yeah, I, the I, character. I, I do too. And here's another one of those things for me that like I know a lo- a lot of people love Evangeline Lilly, and she's good as Hope, but I I'm just not sold on her. I don't know if it's her as an actress or her right. playing this particular character. Just something about her I just don't connect with. Okay. And the, hey, that's, I mean, I think I fell in love with her during Lost, so I like her a lot. Well, that's what I'm saying. I know a lot of people love her, especially because of that. It just doesn't hit for me. So I had this at number nine. Dan, you had it where? 14. 14. Dave, where's it on your list? 18. Okay. I, again, I like all these movies. So I, I keep, I have to say that because I, mm-hmm. I'm going to dump on it. It's the first, it's the first real date movie. Again, like you know, I know I probably feel like, like well, you're was, not really that big of a you're not you're not that familiar with Scott Lang either, are you? Not as much, to be fair. But I, but I think the problem I have 
It's not a problem, okay? It's the same thing. Like, I'm going to sound like a misogynist. I guess that's the same <laughs> note that I'm... The same thing with the Metallica when I know people got mad. When I said, like, you know, it's the first concert you could bring to you was the Black Album you could bring your girlfriend to, people right? People got so, mad about that? I, a couple people noticed, like, whoa, what, 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 girls don't like heavy metal? I was like, no, I'm just using percentages, okay? Did you, you, did you genuinely receive One of my friends mentioned that? to me, he was, like, he was like, come on. He's like, that was kind of weird. I was like, what? how many metalhead chicks? I know oh, wait, a few. Wait, so a dude said it? Yeah. Oh, like, f- him. I, well, there you go, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Your argument's invalid, sir. I'm just saying, like, it's, so, like, it feels, it's like, it's a date movie. Adam Sandler could not handle could not handle the part, but it feels like an Adam Sandler movie. It, it, yeah, and I'm not. That's one of the reasons I like it. I'm not saying it's bad. Not a bad. It's one of the reasons I like it. I took Peach to see it, but that, it, it, <laughs> which is no, no. You're right, and, I and think, we enjoyed the shit out of but it. But that's the good thing about it. Like I think it's a it's one. It's actually one of the entry. If you're gonna like, you have your Muggle friend. They're like, ah, I don't know. Watch Ant Man. That actually might be the one to break him in, or her in to go like, no, you might. You, this is. There's more of this. It's but it's the problem I have again with a lot of these movies where they're very rom commy. Okay, so everyone crapped all over the DC movies because they were too dark, and they are, and that we, we, mm-hmm. that'll be a whole other thing. But a lot of these movies are very rom commy. Like they're these are just throwaway. A lot of them are like just friends lines. Well, that's why I asked about the Peter Quill and Gamora relationship because that felt like to me that that was probably something. They At made least for it was. Movie but, but Dan's right. There's history there. But mm-hmm. but you're right. But it feels like very rom commy. It feels mm-hmm. like it's well, it's like an episode of Friends. Yeah, that's well, why Guard- that's why Guardians right. Two falls for me because their little relationship is a little rom com it, it, it. Yeah, it becomes um, right because outside Ross, of outside you know. of that that little interaction. That movie would be higher on the list for sure. You know what interaction I really loved is when uh, Batista was like saying, "I'm happy that despite my blunders, you are all my friends." This dumb tree, he is my friend. He's my friend. This green whore, <laughs> she is my friend. <laughs> she's like, "What the?" <laughs> and then he shoots that dude, and he's like, "Nobody talks to my friends that way." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we went backwards. All right, so let, let's finish up on Ant Man. Unless you had something else to say, I'm, 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 I, I enjoyed it. And for me, what, where the reason why it's low, real quick, is that I'm a fan of the Micronauts. Micronauts is a Marvel, a Marvel property. They own part of it, and they're in the quantum realm. And so some of us were like, ooh, this is a great shit. There's a bunch of characters in the quantum realm they could have brought out, and they didn't. But that's okay. There's there's phase 17. So <laughs> You know, it's, it's kind of funny that this movie is actually, mar- it marks the end of phase two for Marvel. Yeah. And you end it with an origin story after you have an Avengers movie. You'd think that the Avengers movie would be the culmination it, of Phase it, Two, but it too almost feels like a pl- like it's well, not. It's by itself, but in, in the in the overall, it feels like another placeholder. You know, but- it is for sure because they're setting up Scott's, uh, you know, like major role in oh, the in ma- the, ma- the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. In the, the quantum realm, they're setting up the yeah. <laughs> setting up everything. Well, and he and he does make a return in the next movie, so you have to introduce him, have which to. is Captain America: Civil War, the first movie of Phase Three which is where we're going to start when we pick the conversation back up two weeks from today as Dan and Dave will return to conclude our discussion, our breakdown, and our rankings of the third phase of the MCU, including some huge movies like Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, and more. But in the meantime, thanks again to Dan and Dave for coming on to the show and engaging in this conversation about these movies with me. I'm always fascinated by their opinions on comic book adaptations because of their unique perspectives of what they bring to the table. And I love that despite agreeing to disagree more often than not, with the exception of Thor 2, 
that we come at it with the same amount of passion for the topics that we discuss. And, as I said in the beginning of the episode, we don't want the conversation to end just because the episode is over. We want to hear from you. More specifically, we want to see your list and compare them to ours. And if you send us your list, either by DMing me at Ian Strong Words on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or by emailing us at strongwordspodcast at gmail.com, you'll be entered for a chance to receive a large-sized Thanos Funko Pop vinyl figure thanks to the very generous compliments of Captain Awesome himself. So assemble your list, send it our way, and one of you, chosen at random, will be the lucky winner. And honestly, this thing's dope. And I'm super jealous because I want this thing for myself. But the deadline to submit your list is Friday, October 15th, the Friday after the conclusion of our two-part conversation airs. So have some fun, rewatch some of these movies if you'd like, send us your list, and be the lucky one to get this awesome Thanos figure. Don't forget to like, follow, or subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you haven't already, please leave me a rating and a review as I really needed to get a huge guest that I really want to interview for this show. But in the meantime, that'll do it for another episode of Strong Words with Ian Strong. Again, come back in two weeks as Dave and Dan and I will conclude our conversation and fill out the rest of our list by discussing all the rest of the movies in Phase 3. But until then, as I say every episode, stay safe out there. Spend a little time every day doing something that you love. And if you got something to say, keep your words strong. How strong? Being strong. Strong words!